Welcome to the Dynasty Defined Podcast, the show discussing what is going on with the greatest dynasty in sports, the Oklahoma State Cowboys wrestling program. I'm your host, Lee Cothran, and today we are joined by Josh Kindig to discuss his time at Oklahoma State and what he's been up to since. Great interview here with Josh, as you'll get to see a bit about his journey. Fun fact, I was Josh's RA on the fourth floor of Bennett in the 2010-2011 school year. He caught me breaking the rules way more than I did him. Uh, much to the shock of some of his teammates and coaches. By the time this episode airs, we will be less than a month away from Final X in Stillwater. I have four tickets to give away, so keep your eyes on my Twitter on how to win those. There will also be a tailgate before the first session from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the Wrestling Hall of Fame parking lot on the northeast corner of Gallagher, hosted by the Cowboy Wrestling Club. So stop by, meet some of the athletes, coaches, and of course, yours truly at the event. Should be a great day in Stillwater, followed by the Hall of Fame induction ceremony the following day. Let's get into the interview with Cowboy All-American Josh Kindig. Today joining us on the Dynasty Defined podcast, we got Josh Kindig, who was a two-time Pennsylvania state champ, three-time finalist, junior world team member in 2011, a four-time NCAA qualifier for Oklahoma State, a finalist in 2014, and is now the head coach of the Attack Mac Club in pennsylvania so josh thanks for joining us man yeah thanks for having me on lee awesome well really kind of want to start now with you know tell us about the attack mac club what are you uh what are you doing there how did that get started and, and what's uh what's going on what's coming up for the for your wrestlers yeah it's uh it's a lot of exciting things going on up here right now um since i moved up uh to bucks county i live near uh, council rock and near philly um the attack mac club actually originated uh back in i'd say 2006 um my dad todd kendig he coached um back in blue mountain where i went to high school um we had the attack mac club and it was actually one of the only clubs at the time that could, was beating like young guns and teams like that um we had more stellar uh Oliver, Rutherford, a whole bunch of different tough kids that were coming in there. And um, it was a great environment. And so when I moved up here, um, we just decided to bring it back in in my dad's name. And um, everything's going fantastic. Uh, I work with Lance Bachman. Uh, He owns a bunch of different businesses. He's got uh, one SEO, which is the number one digital marketing company country and uh he's really helped me out a lot i i work with his boys uh he's got three boys and they're all young um so it's a little different for me to change from working with college guys more high school guys and now i'm working with the little guys it's fun um it's just a it's a little um just a different kind of coaching got a can't go in as detailed and you know kind of more repetition than rather work new stuff because everything's new to them so um i I really enjoy it and actually with the attack met club new facility that we're opening up um it's going to be me coaching it and uh, as a matter of fact josh jeva who wrestled for iowa he's also my assistant coach he works for lance bachman now um so it's it's good it's exciting um 
for the kids too to have you know both those styles in the room um but he's he's a great coach as well he helps me out a lot um but now I'll be able, since we have this facility 24 seven, um, I'll be able to have little novice toddler practice. I'll be able to work K through six group. And then I'll even be able to, I'm going to start up a middle school, high school and girls group. So that'll, that'll be popping off April 18th. Awesome. Awesome. Well, looking forward to seeing some, uh, future, future pokes here then and uh, come up through your club. Uh, that's always a hotbed wrestling area there, uh, Eastern PA. So, um, that's awesome, man. Congratulations on, on getting that started back up. And especially with, uh, in your dad's memory there, I, I have a, uh, a little bit of a story about your dad. Um, back when you first moved to Stillwater, uh, I was your RA and Bennett, right? And, uh, and, uh, your dad, um, you know, came over to me when he found out that I was going to be your RA and he's like, Hey, you know, keep him out of trouble. He's going to be real special. (laughs) And, uh, and he, you know, we were joking around and then I think you caught me, you know, sneaking beer into the dorm way more than I ever would have caught you (laughs) doing anything to get in trouble. So, uh, that was, uh, that, that's my story about your dad that, uh, has always stuck with me was the, was the one guy who really cared uh, about that. So that was, uh, that was fun, man. Um, so what, uh, um, prompted you to go to Oklahoma state from, you know, where you were, you're in this hotbed wrestling area, uh, 2010, was around the time Pennsylvania started or Pennsylvania state started to pick up. I'm sure you had offers from everywhere. You were one of the top recruits in the country. Um, yeah. What was it about OSU that prompted you to pick the Cowboys? Well, number one, I love orange. Okay. <laughs> um, Good reason. The, when it comes to like the, the wrestling aspect of it, just um, cause I wasn't really big going up through high school, like following college wrestling. I just, it's one thing my dad did for me is just, he really taught me at a young age how to find a love for the sport. And um, so, I mean, I just really did what I was doing. And um, probably my senior year, junior year is when I started looking more at college and uh, just the the style of wrestling. I wrestled a lot from the outside. Um, And then my good friend, Jordan Oliver, he decided to go there. Um, I like the the small town deal. Um, I've never been a big city guy. I'm not from live up in the mountains. Um, and it was actually really tough for my parents because they were looking at Penn State, Ohio State. Ohio State was my other visit that I took. Um, it was between those two, but with the, the big city, it wasn't for me. Um, but uh, yeah, they. I actually remember after the visit, and I, when we were driving home from Ohio State, I was like, "Nope, I'm not going there," <laughs> and got into a little bit of an argument because six hours away compared to twenty-one, it's uh, it's pretty far. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's really why I chose Oklahoma State. Love the coaching. Um, yeah, it's great. Nice. So having 
great coaching, you know, coming up, obviously with your dad and, and everybody else that was involved, the, the village that raised you, how, how different was it going from that to, you know, John Smith and, and it, you know, you're, you're accountable for yourself and you need to, you know, work hard, right? You need to get to work and, and, and make it, make it happen. Um, what was that like? It was, it was actually a, a big jump for me anyways. Um, just, uh, you know, kind of my dad was always there for me and, um, and, you know, I mean, when you're number one in the country and, you know, you're, you're at the top just to, and I, I actually, um, adapted really well because I ended up being pulled out of red shirt my freshman year, but I mean, it's tough for some guys that they go into college and I mean, you're on your own. Um, but I was only always an only child, so it wasn't too bad for me. Um, but just being able to adapt to now you're wrestling guys that are five years older than you at the time. Nowadays, it's eight years older, <laughs> but, um, you know, just wrestling guys that are that much older and stronger. Um, and it was, it was a little, I mean, I don't know too many people that come in and they're just whooping butt from day one. But I, I was always, a, I learned how to compete fight and not ever back down and <clears throat> not everybody's capable of doing that and <clears throat> at the time you know I just kept grinding and you know when when you're sore hey screw it I'm just gonna get back out there and keep working or tired or sick um so I really you know I I was hungry to to go and compete and win and um it was special to be coached under John Smith, um, a little nervous too, because, you know, he's the goat. So, <laughs> um, it's just, you know, it's different than having my dad in the corner, you know, it's this, you know, great John Smith's in your corner and at the time, Esposito, Guerrero, um, all great coaches, great technique. So, um, really grateful for all that. And then I ended up getting pulled out of red shirt at, uh, national duels when they did them still and uh, this is where it took off well I mean you you came in and you did kind of kick butt your your freshman year you went 24 and 9 and you know you had six pins and seven bouts at one point I think and you know placed third at, at big 12s and won a couple at NCAAs too so you, you, you seem like you were ready right well looking looking back I just I mean <laughs> you're just more knowledgeable and educated. So, you know, I can definitely see things that I could have done or that I didn't need to do to, to be, I mean, when it came to, I, I was horrible with my weight cutting, <laughs> um, you know, and I just, uh, a few little instances, sometimes it's better to say no. Um, but you know, I, I was always, I tore myself apart with all the weight cutting that I did. Um, so, you know, just some of the things that, how I thought my mentality, um, I, I definitely could have been a lot better, but I'm just being tough on myself, I guess. Sure. 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 Um, I mean, well, so, so you and, uh, Jordan probably had that in common then a lot of, uh, hard weight cuts and, uh, uh 
the trying to trying to get down to, to where you needed to be. What uh, what are you doing now with your with your wrestlers? I know they're kids, right? So weight cutting probably isn't part of uh, the the conversation. Um, but if, if you were to have that conversation when you start getting with high school kids and, and when you were working with college level guys, what was your advice to them on that uh, topic? Well, I mean, I I worked with. Uh, one boy, Donald Cates, in North Carolina, who he never won a state title. Uh, it was, and then it went into. I started working with him, and uh, he ended up going and taking third at um, Fargo Nationals after one year working with him. And I mean, he definitely had to cut some weight. And I mean, you got to get it done, and it's it's not easy. But I mean, just putting the right things in your body at the right time. Um, probably the toughest thing is all the water that you have to intake. You don't even realize because you're, you're working out so much. Um, but it's really important to keep uh, that, that gallon in you a day, at least when you're wrestling. Um, but like, the advice that I actually give my, my young guys uh, right now is just about, because the tough thing for them is, especially some of these little guys are hammers and, um, they when they lose they don't understand like they'll be like i suck anything else what i try to get across to them is the fact that i well i explained how at their age right now i wasn't winning any matches (laughs) um and i chose myself in third grade that i was tired of losing right it was a personal decision that i made to change my game and um you know, these guys, like I, I said, so that doesn't mean that I started to win every match when I decided that. It just meant that when I did lose, I walked off and I said, okay, how am I going to get better? How am I going to get better? Um, so, again, it's that, that mentality, a winning mentality of, you know, you lose, you, you figure it out. That's all you can do. I mean, you wrestle thousands of matches from that age until college i mean you'll wear yourself out and i preach the same thing to the parents <laughs> you'll you'll wear yourself out you'll go bald you'll have gray hair um just worried about this stuff let me take care of it um and uh you know these kids gotta they gotta learn how to go and compete rather than being so focused on the wins and losses for sure well you can't really control the wins and losses can you it's uh you can do effort um the technique, the things that you can do, but wins and losses. Um, sometimes things happen, you know, you slip or a guy's just better than you that day. Right. So, um, so then, you know, going back to Stillwater, you wrestled your first two years, uh, and then you took a red shirt. What was that conversation like taking that red shirt and, and making sure that, uh, you stayed healthy and, and that you were kind of um, optimizing for that run in 2014 that you had. Well, that was, that was a tough uh, decision that, that we had to make. Um, in 2012, well, 2011 and 12, I wrestled 141. So I was going to either have to go 141 again or uh, because that's when Jordan went 149 in his senior year, or 
I could have redshirted and go 149 the following year. And it was just 141 just at the time seemed way too much for me um, because nonetheless, 2017, I, I figured it out somehow because I ended up making 134 <laughs> for the, the, um, that Olympic year, mm-hmm. uh, which was insanity. Never would think about doing that again. <laughs> but um, yeah, between the the weight cut and just kind of getting my my life in order and figured things out. Um, so I think it was very beneficial to take that redshirt year and just get the experience and you know not have to kind of be stress free and focus on myself a little bit more and uh, putting the weight on, getting stronger. Um, and, uh, well, it did work out until the end of that year where I tore my hamstring off the bone. <laughs> um, so there's, there's never, you can't wrestle in college and think that there's never going to be any struggles. So, um, that's something that I, I really learned, especially how to handle adversity and, uh, figure it out. Yeah. So how has that applied over the last, you know, uh, seven years where you've been trying to or tr- continuing to train and coach with colleges and then now at your club, um, how has that pushing through adversity and, and, and learning those kind of hard lessons in college, how has that helped you? Um, I mean, it, it helps in all aspects of life. Um, you know, it just when things get a little tough, it's not as bad as you actually think it is after dealing with some of the things that I've dealt with or people deal with. Um, I mean, probably the toughest one was re-tearing my hamstring a month before nationals my senior year. Um, and that's, that's something interesting to talk about now because of this past year and maybe even, yeah, this past year where some guys got hurt and, but they still, um, I don't know if they were they were seated last or people were talking about that going into nationals. Um, I know my one friend Austin O'Connor. He was he was banged up and and he was a national champ the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually a pretty crazy story when going into the Big Twelves my senior year there where I tore my hamstring again. Um, I don't even know why uh, we it was my senior year so we said screw it we're gonna go out and try and compete the doc said I wouldn't be good until May and I said well nationals is in March <laughs> so when everybody left for the big 12 conference tournament I stayed back because we figured okay you already got a bid you're one two of the country um he took second the year before uh it shouldn't be a problem i remember john smith called me up like the night before weigh-ins and uh he said hey we're gonna have to have somebody drive you up here you have to weigh in and you have to step on the mat and uh so i got the weight off on one leg and uh i went up weighed in uh, I remember warming up that that morning, and uh, it just wasn't given. I had nothing in there. Uh, 
So we stepped on the mat, rep blew the whistle, rep blew the whistle again, raised the other guy's hand, did that twice, ended up taking fourth. Well, the NCAA was a little mad about that. So they put me up against the number three seed first match. <laughs> so um, I, I, I get to, I get to the legs, but I know pop to, to lift. And, and it was, that's probably what it was tough. I don't know if that was more of an adversity thing or just kind of like, you know, it just was, I was like defeated without being able to like fight back. Um, so that was, that was really tough on me. But hey, I can't say I didn't do it, you know, give it a shot. But um, yeah, so I mean, taking that, and then when I was at Virginia Tech, my last match I wrestled, I, I ended up breaking my foot the first match, even though I won. And uh, it's just been, I've had a lot of injuries. Um, so it's been tough on me, but ultimately, like coaching is my, my real love, you know, being able to build relationships with other wrestlers, parents, coaches. Um, I feel fully educated where I've been trained by the best coaches in the country, been around the world, seen different styles. And I'm always putting new things together. Um, just like as a wrestler, you should always be learning as a coach um, on the mat, off the mat. So, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going really well. Awesome. So, so talk about that then. Uh, I, and I, and I do want to go back to the injury thing and, and being seated and all that stuff, but, but yeah, let's start there. You know, now it seems that you, if you do that, if you go medical forfeit out of the conference tournament, your seat's protected because they don't count the losses against you. But in your case, it was the opposite, right? So, uh, with that, and, and how much how much has changed over the past you know six years? What what's your stance on on all of that stuff? I, I know guys shouldn't wrestle hurt, right? And unless you know, unless they really need to push through. In your case, it's your senior year; it's your last chance. You know, you got to make it work. But the conference tournament, how much does it really matter? It matters in some regard, but. Yeah, that's that's one thing that, like, seeing all these, even like Iowa, you know, big top Iowa, mm-hmm. um, you know, forfeiting all these guys, uh, and uh, granted, I'm sure some of them might have injuries. Um, I mean, like Ironman, he is clearly injured. Um, took a lot of heat for that. Uh, that's one thing I can't really talk. Oh why they do that um well obviously they're injured so mm-hmm. but one thing that i do respect out of oklahoma state coach smith is we i don't really remember out of all the years ever doing that right he'd always have two guys i remember uh my fresh freshman or sophomore year uh the national Dolls is my sophomore year um and i had a not a broken foot, but I think it was fractured where I could hardly walk. And, uh, we wrestled Illinois and he had me and the other guy, uh, behind me, like both warming up in the back. And he 
he, I, I realized that this is what he always does. He's like, well, just be ready in case. Then I'll always send you out. <laughs> but I ended up going out there and I like picked the guy up and put him right on his head. Uh, it was pretty cool. But I mean, even being injured, you know, I found the way to win. Um, so it, uh, yeah, I mean, they've, they, we've never really backed down about, you know, sending somebody out there. Now, do I think it's, if it's not that big of a match, like the dual meets, for example, and you're really hurt, I think that you can afford now and then to not have them wrestle. Um, but, I mean, for the conference tournament, it's, uh, it's a give or take. So if they do medical forfeit, put them in a bad seed at the NCAA tournament. Um, I guess that's how you solve it, but when I see these guys medical forfeit and then they get better seeds because of it, it's confusing to me in my situation. You know, yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's look as fans we're we can be hypocritical, right? I try to avoid that. And I try to, and that's part of what I do with this podcast. It's like, Hey, you know, here's positive spin on Oklahoma state stuff. But like if we if we do something stupid, then I'm gonna say, okay, that's that's not good. <laughs> that's not something that we should be doing. But you see, like Iowa, fan, like you know, with that, with medical forfeits, two years ago they were making a huge deal out of Jason Knopf doing it, and then their guys do it, and it's you know it's okay now, right? Um, the NIL thing has been fascinating to watch because you know it's the same thing well they're paying guys yeah so we're you know we're we're all doing it now you know so like it's kind of how it goes um but uh but fans you know there's a hypocrisy that can (laughs) but uh anyway um being hurt or having the injury issues was that a an overtraining thing or you know what what was because you know it's something that has come up pretty consistently uh, for OSU over the past, well, several years, it seems like we don't go into a national tournament without somebody being snake bit. Um, uh, yeah, I could say uh, I might uh, like have to agree with that a little bit, um, especially my senior year. I was the only senior that was starting on the lineup. Everybody else is really young. So uh, it definitely was – I had to change my training regimen up a little bit because I'd always be getting hurt. I mean, I'm a fifth year senior and, you know, we were training like everybody was freshman. Um, so it was, it was definitely tough on my body. Um, but I mean, everything that, that coach Smith said on what, what they have to focus on a little bit more is, uh, is the, the trading and the the injuries, the NIL, which that's a whole new thing, and the transfer portal, um, that basically sums up, uh, and I agree with it, with what needs to be focused more on um, to, to really get to that 35 national title. Um, and then... Uh, and, and really, 
because I, I do remember where I saw a little, I don't know what they did differently, but I remember for that Lehigh match, I think they won like 20, 29 to 6, 27 to 6, which is a dominating win. Um, and, you know, I, I always know that your biggest critic is always Coach Smith, even, you know, when, when he have a great win. Um, but he just, he thought that everybody wrestled soft and, and just how they kind of been lighter on the training. But everybody was doing really well at the time, it seemed to me. Um, so, you know, just, I guess that's something that they said they weren't doing enough live. Um, so I'm just curious to see like how much they ramped it up and maybe that took a toll on the kids. Um, it's a different generation nowadays. You know, I, I, we saw it back in 2012 when Penn state started to continually win. And, uh, I'll never forget <clears throat> that when we wrestled at Penn state that year, um, in 2014, Mm-hmm. Um, we we were at weigh-ins and we always like no phones quiet serious and all these freaking guys are on their phones playing games laughing like BSing with each other um, and I don't know it's just the I feel like the the teams that are really having success it's it's more of a I don't know. It's just a different generation of kids and, and like how you work with them and, you know, it's still trying to figure it out, but, uh, you know, things have to be a little bit different than they used to be. Yeah. So, so getting exposed to some different, you know, ways of doing things after you were in Stillwater going to North Carolina with Coleman and Kenny Monday, I'm sure there were a lot of similarities between how UNC operates and how OSU operates. Yeah. Um, but then going to New Jersey and, and being part of that New Jersey RTC and, and being around the Princeton and um, Rutgers guys, the, those those two coaching staffs, they seem very different within themselves. Um, but it seems like, at least at Princeton, they do have a lot of fun with it and they are a little bit lighter. Um, and that's turned into some success obviously two finalists this year and um, uh, over the last few years, they've had very, very good teams. Um, how, how much has that shaped your coaching, having those different, you know, inputs and. Um, um, it's, it's, it's really great. I, I mean, from being able to wrestle from the outside, low singles, um, under hooks from Esposito, you know, the slickness from Guerrero, um, how to head position and side ties, uh, front headlocks with Coach Monday, uh, lat throws, um, the the pops and doubles from Coleman, uh, the hand fighting with Tony Ramos, um, and really keeping good head position and being able to control ties because we I never really wrestled from ties. Um, but being able to do that with, with Reese Humphrey up in Jersey, um, and then even Jared Frayer down in uh, Virginia Tech uh, was was a, a big part of 
learned how to wrestle in these different positions. Um, it's really, it's something special because, I mean, a lot of people don't get to learn from all these different coaches. I mean, I've been been across a lot of a lot of different uh, programs, and um, I, I enjoy every moment. And that's where I kind of mold my style and how I coach um, into that. Nice, that's awesome. I, so, so really, it really turns into you know you've you've been a bit of a, a journeyman over the past decade, and that's led to where you are now, and and. And this is where you're hoping to stay for the foreseeable future. It sounds like is is you know doing doing your club and um, making sure it works and getting these kids coached up to where they can have similar success. Yeah, it's uh, it's something I'm really looking forward to. I have a a very talented group of youngsters that I'm working with from kindergarten to fourth grade. Um, on top of starting up a middle school high school group as well and working with some of these girls um but this group of little guys it's it's almost like what my dad did where he started working with our small group and he coached them the whole way up through um that's something i've, I've had conversations with lance about maybe taking over one of these uh these prep schools when these guys get into high school and uh one that like there's little small prep schools around and kind of turn it into a powerhouse. That would be something pretty cool to do. Um, but it'd take one practice at a time, one tournament at a time. Sure. So, so then, you know, doing, doing all that stuff, how much are you learning about the NIL stuff and, and the, the new way of recruiting and transferring and, you know, kind of this free agency period, it seems that we're in, um, you're a long way away from it and, and who knows what's going to change over the next five years. I mean, the world's different from three years ago. So, um, but how, how much are you paying attention to that and, and making sure that you're at least aware of some of the different options that are out there? So if I were to be a college coach right now today, I would have no clue about recruiting other than I can have good conversations with people. <laughs> um, so that's something I'd really have to look into more. Um, I'm not real familiar with the NIL as well, um, but I know you can make a heck of a lot of money off of it. Um, but I really don't know too much about that. And what I do know is I see some of these high school guys are now having some sponsors and NIL deals as well. Um, so, I mean, Back when I was in high school, you didn't commit until you were finishing your junior year. And now you got freshmen, sophomore committing. So, I mean, the sport's constantly evolving. And uh, I think the most important thing is just to you know, I mean, keep up with the, the main important things that are going on at the time that's, that's given these other teams success. Well, and then controlling the, you know, getting to that point, right? So getting good enough to where you know what guys are doing now. Some of the stuff that has come up, you know, wrestling's a lot different now, it seems, than it was um, when you were competing with the way guys can trap ankles or they, you know, dive over and get into these scramble positions. Um, it's a, uh, 
it's definitely uh, uh, there's some adaption or an adaptation that needs to happen. Um, and it's yeah, uh, I don't necessarily agree with all the rules. The one in particular just it's on my head is that uh, is that Quincy Monday match in the finals. Uh, it's frustrating, just like being in a scramble and then losing because you're in a scramble any other time they back in the day they would call that a stalemate right now you're in a funk position i mean and you can literally score a takedown you can get six points without even having a secured takedown (laughs) you know it just blows my mind um but yeah man that really set back one of your teammates there dean heil right um when they for his senior year when they initiated that rule kind of his fault (laughs) that they they did that but you two would have probably been uh training partners when he was a sophomore right yeah he was he was there with me yeah yeah um was that something that guerrero taught a lot was getting into those you know being okay with exposing your back when you're in a scramble not really. We've never like actually drilled like funk rolls or any of that stuff before. Um, I think that just comes with maybe the the wrestler and what they did in high school. Okay. All right. So so he he, he Ohio kind of brought that with him from Ohio. Potentially, yeah, I would imagine because it did come from the OSU room. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Uh, ex- exposing your back was, uh, is, is never seems like a good idea. Uh, so I, I know that's how like, you know, jujitsu got, when you start trying to train that, I was talking to, uh, a couple of guys who are in MMA, MMA now and they're saying like, man, I get, you get into some of these positions where you're on your back and it's not natural. It's taken a while to get used to that. Right. Like, like well, Josh, I again, I know you're traveling to Reno, right? So uh, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time here uh, before you have to pack and, and probably wrangle up some young ones and get out there. So um, is there anything that you wanted to, to leave us on? Maybe, you know, what your take is on OSU, what how it really impacted you and, and um, how you want to see it move forward? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, again, like I said before, it's just a different generation of kids. Um, you've gotten, sometimes you feel like the sport's gotten a little softer. Um, I've heard Coach Smith say that before, but, uh, I mean, I love Oklahoma State. I love everything it's done for me and, uh, and how I can help them out. And, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them get back on top. I want, I want, you know, every buddy has their different thoughts but i'm ready for aj to get back <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a, a lightning rod man i uh i i don't uh, try to say anything really about him one way or the other he he definitely seems to have fun out there so that's probably the most important thing but I, the rest of talking the that's that's what we <laughs> yeah 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 that's that's seriously the biggest thing is the is the wrestling if we can focus on that then i'm uh all for it but uh talking to um some of the other guys you know plot and, and server and um uh, uh what trevor master giovanni and some of them you know they they seem to be having more fun 
with it though. So they, they, uh, that seemed to be a, a mindset mindset shift over the last you know three weeks of the season or so. So we'll see what happens uh, with them. They're uh, exciting young group, the guys there. So, well, cool. Well, Josh, really, really appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Really proud of what you've accomplished. Uh, you know, again, as uh, I, I, you're you're the one person that lived on one of my floors. Uh, as in my RA career at OSU that I've kept track of. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> because, it, cause I care about wrestling and that's, a, that's about it. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, really glad to see you doing well there and, and doing big things and with your club. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, so this week I, I'm doing Hardell Moore and then next week will be John Morrison. So you, you this will probably come out in a couple weeks. So, um, we'll, uh, we'll keep going from here, but, um, it's been awesome catching up. I really appreciate the time. Thank you. All right, man. Safe travels. And, uh, if you need anything, holler. Okay. Appreciate it. Alrighty. Thanks, Josh. Yep. Josh is a special guy and I'm excited to see his coaching career take off. He was in the corner for a young man named Jax Forrest this past weekend at the U-17 World Team Trials in Las Vegas. Jax, an 8th grader, defeated returning World Team member and bronze medalist Nate Jezaroga, an Iowa commit for the class of 2023. Now, it's a long way to 2026 when Jax will be signing with the college of his choice, and he might be a heavy lean to go wrestle in his home state with the North Carolina Tar Heels, or North Carolina State Wolfpack, or Duke Blue Devils, or Appalachian State Mountaineers, or Davidson Wildcats, whoever. But if things continue to go well, and Josh continues to give him guidance like he did this last weekend, where Jax attributed adjustments made by Josh to his success, we might have a very solid chance of seeing him in the orange singlet someday. Regardless, it's awesome to see Josh Kendig having success in his coaching career this early. Considering this is really his first year with the Attack Mat Club, to already have a world teamer is special, and to hear that Josh still has love for OSU is special too. See you in two weeks for a special interview with Dakota Gear on his time at OSU, growing up in Pennsylvania, and what's next for the three-time All-American. Thanks as always. Be sure to like, subscribe, give us five stars, and share the podcast with your friends. And of course, go Pokes!